Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Entertainment from the 573 Podcast. That's right, we got two shows in back-to-back weeks for y'all. And that is because a certain someone, looking at you, James Gunn, decided to announce the new slate of the DCU. And, you know, we we talked a little bit about it on the draft of, like, that, you know, Gunn was probably going to do something like this in the next few days. And, lo and behold, it, it happens. And, of course, we get a couple comments from Peter about James Gunn, about him, uh, let's just say not being too happy about him. But uh, we got our first look at the slate coming to us from DC, from Gunn and Peter Safran. A lot of shows and movies to get to. And so without further ado, joined by the DC man himself, Peter Lewis. Peter, how are you doing today? Peter Lewis, two weeks in a row on the on the 573 pods. What is this, 2019? Yeah, it's a complete shocker. <laughs> you only get me for the big stuff now, and uh, I would consider this big, even though I feel like we this is like DC, Warner Bros. DC plan show number seven we've done. <laughs> Well, you gotta remember a couple of those were uh, were some attempts at trying to figure out what we would do. So uh, we we got some idea of now of, uh, where they're going with uh, this first part of, of their universe. So we've been eagerly anticipating this for some time now since they were announced, and now we got our slate. And you know, I'm be a little bit loose here with where we want to start with. We can start with TV, or we can start with. Uh, or with movies and you know let's just give a little bit of a, a hype meter of like where we how we're feeling about each of these projects as we kind of go through them and uh get our get our general thoughts out of the way so uh peter is there any particular place you want to start well i i want to start with a uh a revenge the sith moment if you will you know when vader <laughs> asked uh, where's padme is she all right my first thought was Where's Matt Freeze and Robert Pattinson's Batman? Are they all right? And where Padme <laughs> is dead because of sadness, our boy <laughs> Matthew Reeves and Robert Pattinson, they are they're going to continue. We got the date October 3rd, 2025. So everybody, hold off on your plans to, you know, yourself until after <laughs> because we got the Batman part two. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's... uh. That's something you sent in the group chat. You know, we got a Superman film, a Batman film, Kang Dynasty, Fantastic Four coming in twenty twenty five. Oh, the worst part when you the worst part is when you point out we're going to be thirty when that happens. And I just like immediately <laughs> just shut down. I was like, oh no, it's it's on the horizon. <laughs> well, I mean, we we could be doing worse with as far as those properties coming out when we're turning thirty. I, I mean, we could have something just like awful like the sequel to the morbius movie um but uh no uh we got the batman part two and you i from the group chat you were a little bit worried about you know with where this was going if this was going to be separate or if it was even happening at all but uh seeing a official release date um is really great to see that hey we know where we want to go and we know where we when we want to release this and you know i gotta think they are doing pretty well as far as getting the script together to go and say hey this is our date to where you can feasibly say 
they are going to start shooting sometime, maybe not this year, but sometime next year. So it's not too far off. Yeah, let me just say, because we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Batman, which is, oh, we're, it's going too fast, <laughs> this life. Uh, I will say, it has been the most painful 11 months waiting for what, what seemed like the most obvious decision. You greenlight the sequel to that movie. Yeah. Because it was a great movie. It did good at the box. It did respect what the box office for, you know, Batman reboot number 7,000. Still technically pandemic, although I think No Way Home kind of proved that was done. Yeah. But like, like the first three months, there was nothing official. They kept saying, he, he's writing, he's looking into it. And like, okay, can we get a date? They're like, I don't know. Because, you know, of course, now we know in the background, they were looking for a totally new uh, Kevin Feige. We had the guy from, uh, oh, Bloomhouse. What, what was his mm. name for a while? The rumor. Yeah. And then we eventually got Gunn. And of course, he uh, told Henry, nope. He told Dwayne Johnson, nope. And we were all like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the fact that we have a date October 3rd 2025 you know what that, that's all I needed I, I said a lot of things because uh, I was not there I didn't do a pod with you for the initial reaction I imagine you did when uh, mm -hmm. it was announced what Gunn was doing and of course the big one was the uh, Henry Cavill situation where one of the good things Black Adam did was say hey you know what Henry is Superman and we were all like yes I agree with this the, the <laughs> Snyder cult the Reeves heads the general DC fans, just the general film going on, he's like, yeah, th this is a smart move. I don't mind this. And then he was like, nope. <laughs> like, he'll turn immediately day one. Yeah. So this this, this makes up for it to an extent. I, I will always argue Henry should have been given a second chance. But, you know, it, it's life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. One thing I, I put in our notes is that he, when this was announced, he Reeves did tweet out, uh, along with a couple bad emojis and stuff like that. Epic crime saga. And maybe we're just looking too much into that. But uh, you can't help but think about what's going on. Uh, potentially for part two. Um, but, I mean, yeah. So, the hype immediately starts for the Batman part two starting now. And uh, maybe a whole lot earlier than uh, we did for the first one. Um, we'll get... We'll get into reckless speculation a little later on because, like your parents getting divorced, we're going to have two Christmases, and Christmas for me is Batman movies, so we got two Batman movies. How's, how's that for you, Ryan? How's that for a joke? <laughs> I mean, I am, I'm good with that, so the more Batman, the better. <laughs> and uh, just like... Uh, the Batman, this is a completely different take. So uh, before we leave the Batman, we should make a note that that is going to be in their Elseworlds category, um, along with the Joker sequel and supposedly the Black Superman film that's being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates and being produced by J.J. Abrams. I think that's still going on. There's been nothing that's said otherwise. Um, but those are all going to fall under the Elseworlds label. But yeah, you mentioned new Batman figured, hey, if we're not going to fold Pattinson into this universe, we're going to have a new Batman. And so now we are trying to figure out, all right, what's the move here? And we talked about this pre-show. You were a little bit shocked about which, uh, which direction they were going to go in with particularly one of the characters they announced. Yeah, I, I just want to say real quick, 
I love how they immediately said, yeah, we're, we're making Elseworlds a thing, which for, uh, are you kids? You come to me, you come to Peter for the DC knowledge. Elseworlds was essentially a what if imprint, not just like a, a storyline within DC. They were like, no, it's its own separate thing. Like it was an actual, it was an actual comic line, like, you know, DC imprints like Wildstorm and all that noise, which we'll, we'll get to that later. When they, when they were given some Wildstorm stuff, love, I was like, James Gunn, what are you doing? Are you trying <laughs> to buy my love back? <laughs> What's DC doing? Because I'm not going to lie. The only thing I want at this point was just Reeves and Pattinson to be safe. Because DC's burned me so many times over the years. I was like, yeah. I, I don't care anymore. Just give me that one thing. And they gave me more. Yeah, that, yeah, they gave me more. and Which I can only imagine the Snyder cult's going to be so annoyed. Especially <laughs> the, the diehards, the diehard cavil people. Because if you're giving Elseworlds your what, basically your what if storyline some love with, you know, Batman, Joker, and potentially you could spin off some other stuff that's going on into that, right. like, James, come on. <laughs> give, give the Snyder Cult something. Put them on Netflix. I remember that was a rumor. Netflix is going to buy the, the uh, Snyderverse. Like, yeah, do it. Let him have it. <laughs> I mean, he's already making stuff for Netflix right now. Let him, yeah, let him I have want, some fun. I want content. I love content. <laughs> DC content on Netflix, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, Batman titled The Brave and the Bold, and According to Gunn, this is going to take a little bit of inspiration from Grant Morrison's Batman run. Um, you're going to see a whole lot of new stuff in this one. It's a different iteration because we are going to have a Robin in this one. And you know, Peter, I thought it was funny after you picked Batman and Robin, spoiler alert, in the comic book movie draft, that uh, we get an announcement that our new DCU Batman is going to have a Robin in here. And it's going to be a completely different Robin, Damian Wayne. And I think we were all pretty shocked that, hey, they are going in this direction and they're, go they're going to bring in Bruce Wayne's son that he didn't know about for a long time. And they're going to go with this. Yeah, for all you kids out there, uh, Batman has Damien with none other than Talia al Ghul, the daughter of Ra's al Ghul. So there's an interesting uh, storyline right there, which shocked me immediately because, you know, you set up the League of Shadows before in the, the Nolan verse or League, technically League of Assassins in the comics. So it's like, you got that in the background already, which intrigues me a bit, but also the, the Bat family, because if you're already on Damian Wayne, I mean, is is Dick Grayson already Nightwing? Has Jason Todd already been killed? LOL, now he's the Red Hood? Like, how, how deep are we going to get into this Bat family? And the more the merrier, in my opinion, of course, but... <laughs> You could argue the sensible route was to go Dick Grayson, unless Reeves has that locked down. Right. You could have set up Jason Todd and maybe have that, you know, whole thing where maybe people can text the theory if they want Robin to die or not, like they did in the uh, the 80s where you would call it a number to kill Robin off. <laughs> this is true, everybody. Jason Todd died because DC was like, hey, call this toll-free number if you want Robin to die or this one to live and... <laughs> the sick efforts of the eighties, like kill him. <laughs> God bless DC. <laughs> you know, I feel like it, there was a, a while ago where, like, I heard a movie where it's like you can pick which direction how the story should go. 
And uh, maybe uh, if they go that route, let's have that. <laughs> hey, kids, uh, should Jason Todd end up getting killed by, I don't know, Joker or somebody? It was the Joker, <laughs> and it was pretty brutal. <laughs> Clubs him to death. Clubs his, his head in. It's, which, uh, honestly, unsurprisingly, was set up in the Snyderverse in Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, yes, I want to see Robin's head caved in. That's what I want to that's what I wanted by Batman. Good grief, sex Snyder. But I will say, if you're dealing the Bat family, because I can imagine it's, we have a Robin, we're going to have some form of Batgirl. Might not be Barbara Gordon at that point. Maybe a Cassandra Kane, Maybe a Stephanie Brown. Who knows? And there's some other odd people, or other odd incidents and heroes that have been in Gotham. So you could bring a couple of them in. Maybe have a Nightwing and Batwoman working in the background on their own. Because if you have that many parts, you got to be fighting a group or a villain who can have a group, which of course leads us into the biannual, hey, are they going to do Court of Owls? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I feel like this is just a, a repeating record of us just asking them to do Court of Owls <laughs> with one of these franchises. <laughs> Pulls out a gun. I'm not asking anymore, DC. <laughs> <laughs> We're telling you. I think the Reevesverse, it really feels like the Reevesverse is going to get it. But it seems like now more than ever, that might just be a trilogy. And there's so much I want from the Reevesverse. And I, I know they're going to have the uh, villain storylines on the side, like uh, Clayface, Professor Pig, and all that, which is awesome. Yeah. I still think this Reeves needs, I, Pattinson needs a Mr. Freeze movie. I, I will die on that hill. <laughs> But a Scarecrow movie with Joker maybe would be good. I think a true, like, crime noir with Penguin as, like, the head honcho of Gotham, like, that'd be great. There's so much they can do. So, you almost wonder, like, it's great that they're allowing Reeves Batman to continue with the James Gunn Batman. But you can only imagine, like, somewhere James Gunn saying, hey, we can't do the same thing, even if we do different stuff with it. So, who do you want the most? And we'll go from there. Right and like, yeah. is Reeves is Reeves getting the first dib or is James Gunn, well, most likely James Gunn getting the first dib. So I'm interested in how that plays out. But I can only imagine between those two Batman's, our Court of Owl date is going to come one day, and that's exciting to me. I think so too. It's just a matter of when. Right now, it's not a matter yeah. of if anymore. I think that time is long gone. Um, now that we got two different Batman franchises going on. Um, but yeah, the Bat family. Now, I've seen some people talk about, well, how old would this Batman be if he has Damian Wayne? Do you want him or Superman to be around the same age? And like, the thinking is, I think Batman can still be in his like mid-30s if the new Superman is supposedly going to be around 25. I think that's fine. Just a little bit older, not too much older. And... Yeah, with Damien, um, Gunn Saffron said he's it's their favorite version of Robin, and Damien is uh, a little assassin, uh, to put it best. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's literally been trained by Talia Al Ghul, which is a that's gonna be fun to see. Oh, oh, you know what else they could do? I just thought of this. You could maybe have it where he also got hooked up with Catwoman, and now you got uh, Huntress, Helena Wayne, running around. So he's got two kids from two different uh, 
female superheroes he's uh, been with, or anti-heroes, I guess, in this case. <laughs> and they just hate each other. Oh, I'd like that. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Uh, not the Bat family I think we'd imagined would happen, but... Uh... <laughs> But uh, do you think do you think James Gunn gets Batmite in there just for the hell of it? Like uh, he's stepping Peacemaker. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Maybe I mean looking at a couple of these choices that he has for like the TV series and stuff like that. You're thinking, yeah, maybe. But I, I mean, it, it would totally fit. Man, bad or get somebody in there that get the Bat family going uh, with that, but. Yeah, this is uh this is gonna be pretty big. So like, as far as like hyped for it, I'm pretty hyped for it because while it's still Batman, it is going to be a different version of the Batman and the Bat Universe, if you want to put it that way, than uh, we've ever seen before. Because again, we've never seen Damien, we've never seen the Bat Family really come to life, and we are it's just gonna be a lot of other stuff where we're actually going to see. Despite the Snyder cut and, you know, the Justice League movie still existing, we're going to get a proper Batman interacting with the Justice League. So that's something to get hyped about, is having something like that happen. And not an old Batman like Ben Affleck's was, who's like approaching, what, 50 or something at that point? Um, so, yeah, the hype for this one is, is exciting. It's up there with uh, with us getting a new Batman and uh, a lot of speculation about uh, who's going to be the new Batman alongside Pattinson, you know. And so that debate should be fun. And you can already guess there's going to be a lot of comparisons when the casting is made. It, it does. I think the big thing for this DCU from James Gunn, I, I guess we can just call it the Gunverse at this point because that sounds <laughs> cool, is what is the tone for this Batman? Because Reeves, the Reevesverse is clearly very nolan-esque but not going too heavy-handed with the dialogue like it's very you know it's a dark it, they're, they're like yeah this guy's parents was killed in front of him and he never got over it he he's he's messed up it's like yes i, I agree with that uh, assertion mr reeves keep going we'll add it <laughs> like do we get some comedy here could it be maybe the rest in peace kevin costner animated series tone where yes it's got the dark tones but it's kind of got that light hardness every now and then like i'm very curious how he plays with that because i as much as i was talking some mad expletive on james dunn after the henry cavill firing <laughs> <laughs> he does have a good style but it that style can't work for every dc character like the, the comedy in suicide squad and peacemaker fantastic that's what it that's what it needed to be that's what it should have been in 2016 but I don't want to see Batman cracking too many jokes. He's a fun guy. He's, he has some fun moments in comics. He smiles. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> don't go too crazy with it. Yeah, you know, it, another thing that just popped in my head, thinking about the style and the tone of it, is, like, who's going to come in and, you know, helm this film? And I think when you think of Batman right now, you think of the thought, oh, Gunn has talked to Ben Affleck about, directing one of these properties now whether that's one of the properties here or whether it's something down the road it's still an interesting argument considering that he was once upon a time supposed to helm a batman film all those years ago um oh the the, 
the Wikipedia for the Batman, the Reeves one, literally starts with Ben Affleck because that, that was the development. They were yeah. making the solo Batman film. Of course, Justice League happens. Ben Affleck was burnt out by it. And he said, I'm not doing this. And that's that's what led to Reeves. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting that maybe we can come all the way back around on that to where now he's directing this one. And, yeah, the tone has got to be – it doesn't have to be as serious as what we're getting with the Reeves Batman. Uh, there still should be a little bit of seriousness towards it because it is Batman. But it can't be like that all the time. Um, you know, but I saw a clip from the uh, the new Arkham game. And it was uh, Batman interacting with the, the Bat family, Batgirl, Red Hood, uh, Nightwing, and Robin in that case, uh, Damian Wayne, of course. And like, you know, they're jovial and fun. They're, they're basically a family, you know. Yeah. Batman's trying to be serious, and they're just like, you know, heckling him and all that. He's like giving in. Like, that. that's what it should be. It can be dark on the streets, but when they're together, it should be, you know, a little fun. So it, it's really going to depend on who they're fighting, because if you have the Bat family, you need a, you need a lot of stakes. Maybe the League of Shadows is maybe just pitching a storyline. Maybe the League of Shadows is coming for Damien. He they want him to become evil. Batman's like no, and that leads to a whole altercation. <laughs> Court of Owls feels obvious. I, I almost hate saying it, but you could do the Joker out of Again. the gate because <laughs> you know him. He can get a lot of crazies doing some crazy stuff. And you know, if you have a Dark Knight storyline with multiple Bat family members, like trying to like running around like Batman was, that could be fun. But again, we have a Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. We know uh, uh, his name's his name is not coming to me right now. Ronnie Barry Keegan. Uh, Barry Keegan, thank you. We know his Joker's going to happen eventually because it's, it's not like the Reeseverse is moving forward with Penguin, obviously, and the Arkham show, which we don't know much information about, but I really think, and this is, this is what I've been thinking, that could be a great Harley Quinn show where it's mm. her like just going around interviewing crazies at like Arkham and like we get their backstory and maybe have Joker <laughs> in the background the whole time. So I think there's a setup there, but we know eventually if you're playing that hand at the end of the Batman, the Joker's going to happen there too. Three Jokers. That's too many. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take all the Batman, but I draw the line at Joker. <laughs> There is such a thing as too much Joker. Exactly. But there's not such a thing as too much Batman. Oh, no, I'll, I'll take seven live-action Batmans at once. I don't care. <laughs> Just maybe, like, one or two Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll help even it out. All right, guys, we got seven Batman. We got two Jokers. That's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, Batman, the Brave and the Bold. We don't have a date for this one, but uh, you got to think it's going to be coming maybe about a year or two after the Batman Part 2 comes out. You know, give a little bit of airspace between the two. Um, so That's going to be interesting how you, how you juggle, truly, two Batmans on the civil screen and you make it yeah. obvious where... This is this is Reason and Pattinson, and this is the one that's going to be with the Superman, the Wonder Woman, eventually. Right. That's uh, that's going to be a big thing, I think, for Gunn and Saffron is to uh, work out all the mechanics of uh, what they want to do and how to differentiate between the two. Because you can bet, like, there's going to be some fans that are that are into this and know what's going on, but the general audience isn't going to have a clue. 
Um, so why not give a heads up to them as to say, hey, this is completely different Batman that you're watching, uh, different universe, different tone, yada, yada, yada. So that, that'll be interesting to keep track I think of. marketing, marketing is going to be a big key. I can almost see like how, you know, you have Marvel Studios. It's a clear, it's the same logo for every film. Maybe the DC logo changes for each imprint. Like you have it basically just DC and Elseworlds is in a big print, not just, you know, to the side, like yeah, this, this is DC Elseworlds and here's DC universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, I just now thinking about this. I wonder if they'll make that differentiation. They'll, they'll make that point with, uh, with the Joker sequel when that comes out. Oh uh, yeah. Cause that, that's another, <laughs> it's Elseworlds, but it's not even connected to Pattinson Reeves. So yeah yeah elseworlds elseworlds is a great idea just be careful with it that's all i can say right um so let's stick with the films we got the superman film coming up that gun is writing the script for uh still don't know if he's going to direct it um saffron hopes that gun will want to direct it but uh we'll see about that um a little bit unclear if this is going to be the start of the dcu i've seen maybe this or maybe it's the waller show um but this is going to be the first film of this version of the dcu um we know a little bit about that's going to follow the younger days of clark as he bounces his kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing uh, we got a date for this one, July 11th, 2025. So again, referencing to what we're talking about, we're going to be getting this Superman film, the start of the DCU, and uh, we're going to get the Batman Part 2. But Superman Legacy. Um, now, Peter, I had a couple notes in here. Of, I was listening to a couple pods of people giving their thoughts about this one, about what to do for uh, a Superman story, because... Superman is a character that here recently um, has been very troubled in trying to get a DC universe going off the ground with a Superman film. Um, so I think as far as the character, um, where do you think they should go with, with this one? What, what direction should Gunn go here um, with this direction? You know, when I read the synopsis, I was like, this is just Man of Steel again, but it sounds like it's not going to be dark, brooding, and miserable. So, <laughs> and the thing about Superman is, as much as I will defend him, like, I will always give it, yes, when you have a character that can do everything and anything, you're kind of limited in what you can do. And it always feels like it's got to be some big end of the world, stupid nonsense, which, you know, that should be for the Justice League movies to me. Like, the Justice League movie should have those stakes. These, this solo film should be, just be, you know, their stories. And I know, I think I read somewhere he's, they were citing, uh, as always, All-Star Superman, because that's just a standard bearer for Superman stories at this point. Which, that can work perfectly. And I think that's what you should focus on Superman, is more so how Clark Kent is on Earth trying to be, you know, a human but also try to be superman and there's a very good uh, story that came out uh god I, I think during the pandemic itself it was called superman up in the sky and literally the storyline was a, a little girl just kidnapped into space and superman just has to go find her like it's, it's not end of the world 
at all, but there's a good there's a good storyline of like, hey, if you leave us, we're kind of without you know our greatest defender, which DC, you, you got Wonder Woman, <laughs> you got Marsha Manhunter, you got Hal Jordan's Green Lantern in that sector. Like Earth will be fine, okay? It's not just Superman, all right? Come on. <laughs> but I think I think that's what you need to focus on here is kind of in a world of cynicism and like just all this hate. You have Superman who's always standing for hope and all that, all that jazz. Like that's your story right there. It really could just be a good movie because again, you have to introduce Lex Luthor, and this is just the spitball in here. You can maybe do it where Lex Luthor is, you know, up to no good. Ooh, here's a good idea. Lex Luthor's not a villain from the beginning. All right, we're we're gonna make him, him the villain. He's hmm. doing all these things, you know. To get to make the world better, but it's you know Superman sees through it's going to backfire eventually. Oh, get get of course Lois and uh, Jimmy Olsen here, and you you have Jimmy Olsen, all right? <laughs> I want to real quick pause. I want to get angry here. James Gunn, you effing piece of f. All right, listen to me. You are not going to kill Jimmy Olsen in the Afghan desert, wherever that Zack Snyder set that scene in Batman and Batman versus Superman. All right, no, <laughs> listen, listen, God, God dang it. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen is unbelievably important to the Superman mythos and especially Lois Lane, all right? That's your trio right there for this godforsaken miserable universe you're about to create, okay? <laughs> well, not stand for anything less. <laughs> you, you can introduce Lois and Superman out of the gate. We know who they are, yada, yada. We don't need an origin story, but you better give Jimmy Olsen a freaking origin and have him part of that group, okay? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> this is why Ryan, this is why Ryan called me. He knew the DC nerd will get this done. <laughs> yeah, just not just yeah. just not his long promise how Peter would have done it because that deck too big, too fast, and too stupid. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and I also grew up and got a real job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, where was I? Superman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a good Superman story is it's not end of world. It's just that to maybe play into he is Superman and can do everything, he tries to save everything, and you make that point that he can't. And that's always going to be, in a way, his real kryptonite. Because uh, Superman Returns, as boring as it is, there's a unbelievably good scene where Lois asks what Superman can hear, and he can say everything. And there's another scene where he's like floating in space and like he's hearing everything. He's hearing every problem in the world. And he knows, let's real, you know he can stop every single thing, but timing is always going to be the essence. Right. So I really love that idea. Superman may be trying to stop crime. He's trying to stop war. He's trying to do all this stuff, but like he just can't. Like that's a good conflict right there. And it's not end of the world. And you kind of play into, there is a limit to, you know, being Superman. And all the, of course, the personality, you know, like, hey, I'm a Kryptonian, but I came to Earth because my planet blew up. I'm very, parents couldn't leave and they had a satellite, yada, yada. So if I'm James Gunn, I'm going that route. And also make him a dork, okay? Just <laughs> play into it, all right? M make it modern, modern Chris Reeves to the best of your ability. Because as far as I'm concerned, Chris Reeves was Superman to the T. Like, we, we can debate who is the best Batman, and there's an argument for each of them to an extent, not not maybe so Kilmer and uh, Clooney, but everyone had a purpose. And while Cavill had the look, 
and I think the passion for it, his, the direction he was given just never helped him. Brandon Roth had moments, but George, uh, blah. <laughs> losing, losing my mind here. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what was the original Superman's name? Why is just, I said it and now it's gone. Christopher Reeves. <laughs> Christopher Reeves was Superman. And that's going to be, that's the hard thing for you. It's like when they were making the Dark Knight, they kept saying, how do we, how do we do Joker? Jack Nicholson killed it. How do we do Joker? And they, they just figured a way around it. So modernize Superman, but don't, don't make him a cynic. Like have his crutch be, he is the hopeful guy to an almost unbearable extent. Cause that's what Superman is. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't try to insult us. Don't try to make Superman cool. He's not, listen, I'm saying this to the DC fan. I'm saying this to the Superman apologist. Superman's <laughs> not cool, all right? <laughs> he's 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 a boring Boy Scout at times, yes. But you know what? He's got a great, fun personality outside of it. And when you get him with Wonder Woman Batman, like it just like shows like that difference. So that's what you gotta do. No, that's about, that's my those are my keys. No end of the world stakes. You can maybe have Lex Luthor, you know, making some, but not obviously. It's, you know, kind of an accident. And that's what creates his hatred for Superman because he, he stops him. Because that's the thing. Lex Luthor is a genius. He can do anything. He he cured cancer just to prove a point. Honestly, that's what Lex Luthor does. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, you know, he doesn't see the big picture. And that's when Superman stops. He's like, how dare you question me? I'm Lex Luthor, you 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 Kryptonian idiot. <laughs> so, so those are the points. Long-winded points. Superman, it's not hard, all right? It's not this difficult. They just make it difficult for themselves. Just, just right. <laughs> read yeah. Superman. Like, honest to God, watch every episode of the 90s Superman animated show, and you'll be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, going back, to, going back to your Boy Scout thing, I when you said that, I immediately flashed back to Cap and mm -hmm. that character. And like how Marvel really did something with him, to where this guy's a is a Boy Scout. But uh, you see, all, you saw what they did with him and the ten years that he was there. I, that's something to keep in mind. Um, Honestly, God, in the back of my mind the whole time, I was like, don't don't say be Captain America from MCU. Don't be don't be Chris Evans. <laughs> don't don't do that. It's like, like do that, but don't you know? Don't make don't it obvious that it's yeah. Don't copy and paste it, please. Yeah, it's not Captain America in a Superman costume. It's the Captain America like, you know, optimism and like wanting to do the right thing in Superman within the DC context. Right. And so, you know, I think when when I look about what I want the Superman film to be, I, I look at a, a show that's done a really good job of portraying this a version of superman that's a, a superman and lois show um mm. which seeing him how to understand being a father while having to juggle being like the world's savior and dealing with teenage sons at, at smallville where you got one son that's inherited powers and one son that hasn't that's incredibly in interesting and it and it makes a story i had this in my notes and this is something i had heard it was like, how do you make this Superman story interesting? Maybe you need to make it a human story about a superhuman being. And that's what really that the Superman and Lois show is about. It's about Clark 
who's trying to be a good father, a good husband at the end of the day and help Smallville out while also being Superman. So I think in all honesty, I, that's honestly a direction. I think, you know, I think it lines up with yours, but that's, I think where they need to go is kind of make it like that. And, you know, I can really get on board with, you know, the whole big time villain thing. I mean, if you want to throw in Lex, sure, but I don't think you have to. And also this is going to be a young Superman. Um, He's going to be around 25 years old. Still, maybe it's been a few years being Superman, but doesn't really know. Um, he's not going to be perfect. Um, have him maybe make some mistakes, you know, kind of like what you pointed out. Maybe it's not going well for him. And also had some morality stuff in here. Um, I think the final point I had down here in my notes is like, I guess he can, can kind of tie into him helping stop crime. It was like, Sometimes his uh, the right decision is maybe the wrong decision. Like if he's helping out with humanity, maybe it's you know it's kind of like the whole Batman Joker argument. Like, do you kill the Joker, um, to make sure he doesn't kill anybody else, or do you stop the Joker because it's your moral compass? Even though you know the Joker will find a way out and destroy more lives, so Mm -hmm. maybe you can play around a little bit in that sandbox right there. But this time, instead of Batman, do it with Superman and uh, see what kind of story you get out of it. I think it would set up to be a better story for this version of Superman to get a long-standing version of this character that we haven't had in so long that uh, I think it lines up to be a, a it, pretty interesting story. It's mind-blowing to think that the character that literally is responsible for everything that happened. I the the diehard irrational Disney MCU fans like here's the thing I am Iron Man does not happen if Superman does not exist like you know it yep. can exist comics can superheroes can exist on some level but they probably don't get to that big point like I feel like even Stan Lee had to admit at one point like without the success of Superman like Marvel doesn't exist let's let's be real or at least not getting onto the big stage but uh you know, I couldn't really think of anything reckless speculation-wise for a Brave and the Bold film, but Ryan, I it came to me. <laughs> you know what the Superman film has to be? The Superman film has to be Spider-Man 2. Ooh. Have Lois not know Clark Kent is Superman, and have that conflict where he's trying to get with her, and to an extent, and you know, she definitely wants it to happen, but he you know, he's he's gotta go be Superman every now and then, so he misses stuff, and you know, Oh, Perry White can be mad because he's missing deadlines. Oh, okay, we, we got that storyline here. And as much as I want to just be a very small-scale character study, I know that might not sell well, especially right out of the gate, so we do need some big storyline. Yeah. And I don't really think it's I don't really think it's a case of if you have Lex Luthor from the beginning, you kind of have to. Because in the greater DC universe, like he's going to become a threat anyway, so just get it out there. Maybe lay the ground for President Lex Luthor. That would be, that would be phenomenal <laughs> for a Justice League film. <laughs> what you can do, it just came to me. Lex Luthor can create Brother Eye, this big satellite that floats above Earth. And you can have like the Omax, these these like cyborgs come down, like they're kind of like the world's police. That's what Lex Luthor's doing. 
And Superman's like, no, I'm Superman. I can do it. And, you know, he, he can't do it. But these Omax aren't being Superman. They're being, you know, basically Ultron bots, as it turns out. And, like, that's a – it's like there's a, there's your, you know, big action set piece for the end. Like, the, the Omax go rogue or something like that. And Superman's got to go all around the world stopping them, you know, slapping nukes out of the sky, slapping <laughs> them silly they, while being Superman. <laughs> that's your film right there. I, I think that works. And of course, in the end, Lois finds out, yada, yada, kissy, Superman, he rips his shirt off, and then, you know, cut the black. <laughs> there we go. There's your Superman film. I did it in five minutes, all right? <laughs> Zack Snyder had like three years of writing, and he made that. <laughs> I did that in five. It's <laughs> not, again, people, don't, don't let Warner Brothers' inefficiency with DC fool you. A Superman film is not difficult at all. <laughs> They just make it for some reason. <laughs> so again, that one's coming out July eleventh, twenty twenty five. I think, you know, th th they're we're hopeful about it. You know, as as far as hype, I'm pretty excited about it. But you know, we've seen this story play out before, um, where you have a Superman film start out a universe, and uh, we saw how that went. So here's to, I don't even know what, second time around, third time around? I, I, I don't even know. Um, I guess but... third because technically Roth was a, it, it was basically a reboot of the Reeves stuff with Brandon Roth and then Zack Snyder was different. So yeah, technically the third time. <laughs> so uh, third time's the charm. So uh, there we exactly. go. Let's, there we go. Let's hope uh, we get something good here. Um, I think it's only fitting we should move on to... Um, this one is fellow counterpart supergirl which is going to um the brave and the bold film is going to lead into this film so we already kind of know i guess a, a timeline as far as the films are concerned we know superman legacy is going to be first Author the authority which we're going to get to in a minute is going to be second it maybe does it kind of does sound like maybe the Batman film is going to be after that, and then you're going to get the Supergirl film. Um, yeah, we still don't know timelines, but uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, to be honest, I was kind of surprised that they were going to be doing Supergirl. Um, and when Gunn put that out there, I was like, really? They're doing Supergirl? And they were talking about what they have in mind for her. Um, going to be based on Tom King's run here of the same name from 2021 to 2022, which is super recent. So that was another thing that took me off guard. And uh, in describing her, um, said that this version is going to be much more hardcore and is supposed to contrast with the new version of Superman that will be introduced. Were you as surprised to see that Supergirl was going to be made into a film here in this first phase, I guess? Or first chapter of the DCU, I thought just I thought the writer when because I, I read the Vanity Fair article, I honestly thought that they just got Supergirl and Wonder Woman confused because like there's there's no way you would not do the Trinity out of the gate, but it seems like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman isn't truly dead in the water. They're just kind of like because that's the big thing. A lot of DC films that are about to come out, I, I guess technically can somehow make it into this new universe. Which is just going to make everything even more confusing. But you know, that's <laughs> that, that, that's James Gunn. That's James Gunn. And Peter Safran's problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
and you know that that whole uh, Tom King storyline is so recent. I haven't even got to it yet. So like, I can't even like imagine what they're doing. I mean, the, the story with Supergirl is you know she's sent by you know cousin of Kal-El, of course, and she's sent you know watch over Superman. And maybe that can be a, a thing where you know she's always watched over him. You know, my cousin's protector, yada yada, and then he becomes old enough, and she just can go off on her own adventure. And that's where maybe you kind of get the big stupid Superman villains to like fight. I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, she's got her own gallery of villains, but none of them are really, I guess. I mean, you could do Silver Banshee, I guess. It's probably the, the big one they share. So, yeah, I mean, th this one to me is a complete wild card. Like, I, I, I actually legitimately don't know what to expect or like how it can fit in outside of the just general you know the super the usual purpose of supergirl she oversees you know clark is safe yada yada and then supergirl happens so <laughs> <laughs> i'm very curious I, I i did watch the first season of the uh cw supergirl or sorry that was when it, when it was on cbs so it had some quality to it and then it went to <laughs> cw and we all know what happens when it goes to cw <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I kind of remember the storyline there was, you know, I guess she like got she got into some sort of wormhole. So when she came to Earth, Superman was already, you know, old enough. So she was like, oh, well, I kind of missed that part of, of what I was supposed to do. <laughs> I, yeah, I really do enjoy the Supergirl character. Kara's got a lot of good stuff to her. And truth be told, I mean, what especially when you get Wonder Woman here eventually, I mean... The Justice League can just be Superman, Supergirl, and Wonder Woman, and Batman, the rest, you know, mess around. Because <laughs> that's all you really need. The only reason Batman will be around is because it's going to be like in our group chat. Batman's going to go off the rails and, and like, try to murder <laughs> all the Justice League, and they'll grab him away while he, he's screaming, I'm vengeance! I'm the knight! It's like, yeah, sure you are, Bruce. He's got to be on the ground to see how he gets his contingency plans in place, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really don't know a whole lot about this either, but the way they, they described it um, is pretty interesting. Um, again, I'm not a hardcore comic, comic book reader, but um, the fact that they're going off a run as recent as last year, I mean, that says a whole lot and i think tom king is one of the writers one of the people that they've brought in to kind of help map out this universe and so what better than to have the guy that did this run than to you know try to figure out where this type of story would take place in a larger universe so super supergirl woman of tomorrow i think if you take a look at this i think okay superman lake is gonna be first authority second Batman's going to be third. Supergirl is going to be fourth. And then Swamp Thing will be fifth. But uh, let's go to the authority. Um, something uh, I don't know a whole lot about, but I got to imagine as a DC fan, probably uh, shocked you to your core. Like, wait, they're doing what? They, this, this legitimately blew my mind because I always had a feeling we would get the Wildstorm imprint eventually. But to, like, be a pillar of it. So basically, for all, you, for all you crazy kids out there, so Wildstorm Comics was a publisher that, uh, 
I think it was independent at first, but then it just came under the DC branch. Yeah, okay, hold on. I just had to Google. Yeah, so it was under Image Comics at first, but then DC got it in 99. And then, I, yeah, it's technically closed down, but you know, nothing, nothing dies in comics. It just gets relaunched under the new 52 like everything does. <laughs> what a time that was. <laughs> I, should, I, I can't trash New 52 that much. We, we got we got Court of Owls from it. That kind of justifies its existence. But <laughs> basically, it was just it, it was literally it, it was its own universe, kind of like Marvel is. And their big team was Stormwatch, which I thought if you were going to do Wildstorm, like you would introduce Stormwatch. No, this is the this is kind of like the the not necessarily villains, but like the anti-hero mentality people who broke away from Stormwatch and just became you know the authority and you know they uh they get stuff done let's say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, just reading stuff about uh this film well hey it lines up with james gunn it's right up his alley um and also i mean you can't help but think about it you know superheroes well you know people that have a different way of crime fighting or in this different area of crime fighting, you can't help but think of stuff like um, Invincible. You can't can't help but think of something like The Boys, where you got heroes in that world that are not like anything that we've seen with like your Supermans, your you know, Batmans, Wonder Womans, or going even to Marvel. All those characters, they're they're completely like those characters, and so I'm curious about what the take will be on this group but again it is james gunn if anybody can do characters that are really from to be all honest obscurity and do something amazing we've seen him do it once and he can probably do it again but you know that i heard this in a pod too and it was or not even a pod a video talking about um you know how the snyder fans are reacting to all this stuff and, you know, you think about the movies that we got with Man of Steel and BVS, and, you know, you had a lot of killing in there. You know, you had a lot of casualties. You know, looking back at Man of Steel, a lot of people died in Metropolis that day. Um, and, you know, you look at this group right here, and maybe this is kind of a take on, you know, the Snyder type of thinking with those characters where you got your... A Superman version, you got a version of Batman or something like that, and have it be more of like a commentary. I was like, okay, well, here are these characters, and here they are operating in this like gray area of crime fighting. Um, you know, let's give the people what they want and see them go go to town on some people and just absolutely destroy them. But let's also do a commentary on like, okay maybe that shouldn't be the way these these guys should be handling their business is there a more better way better solution to get the job done and looking you know it's very interesting that you're gonna have this team and i assume what at the end of the day you're gonna have a justice league too and to have them exist maybe in that world it, it's gonna be interesting to see how gun and saffron play around with that idea yeah i, I think they're gonna go with probably the mark miller frank quietly run which is kind of after i think around the time it kind of became dc if i'm, if I'm recalling correctly i know the dc the hardcore dc nerds are gonna be correcting me on that <laughs> but essentially like 
that was the run that got censored a lot by DC, especially uh, after 9-11, because it had a lot to say about, you know, U.S. intervention into, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq. There's also some uh, really messed up stuff where one of the members of the authority dies and one of the villains uh, tries to perform a certain act on the corpse. So <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't think we're going to get to that point. It's uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be like uh do you remember when Ant-Man was coming out and people were like, oh, did you know in the comics Ant-Man beat his wife? Yeah, Ant-Man's a wife beater. It's like, do you really think Marvel's going to incorporate that into the film? <laughs> like, we don't remember yeah. that anymore. But I remember no. that was like a huge talking point. Like, oh, Ant-Man's a character who beats his wife. It's like in one comic in like the 70s, and they never brought it up again because it was a stupid idea. Yeah. Cause I oddly enough, I remember, I don't remember. Now, Miss Mar- now Captain Marvel had a lot of uh, stuff attached to it in its promotion, but I don't remember anybody talking about the time when the uh, Avengers forced her to have an abortion. <laughs> that happened in Marvel Comics. <laughs> I don't remember oh, that yeah. being a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this happened, everybody. This is, of course, before this, like the eighth iteration of Captain Marvel at the time when it was Miss Marvel, but it happens. <laughs> Comics <laughs> are weird. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I, I think for maybe a boy storyline, but again, this is a team that was set on Earth. It's not like it's, you know, Legion of Superheroes, which is in, you know, the future, because that could happen with a certain character they're setting up. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like that this because I, I think they it wasn't UN. I think it was like the G7 nations were like, hey, we need a team. Because I'm trying to think now because you have to make you hit, that's the problem with this universe. They all got to fit in. Because we know we're bringing Waller in, bringing that idea in. Maybe the Justice League before they form, you know, they're not pl- they don't want to, you know, become a team. So the world's pushed into a direction. This is what happens, and it's like, uh oh, these people suck. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bunch of a holes. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff there, and two two of the characters are basically ripoffs of Superman and uh, uh, Batman. <laughs> it's uh, Apollo, Apollo, which is basically just a bioengineered Superman, and you have a, a bioengineered Batman as Midnighter. Like, I would love to see when inevitably Justice League and Authority meet, just have Batman, Superman stare those two down. It's like, do we look like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that part of the commentary where it's like, oh, thinking about something deeper, a commentary on how to be superheroes. I didn't think about, like, hey, is that how people think about us? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is going to be wildly interesting as far as how they are put into this universe. And again, this is going to be the second film in this universe, uh, right after Superman. So, interesting place that they're putting it in as far as being the second film that they want to explore uh, in this universe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the good Marvel comparison because th- this is not even, you know, you go Iron Man to... Guardians of the Galaxy, like, this is like beyond Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of like just almost, I, I guess, ter- irrelevance to the general public. Because <laughs> not only for the authority to make sense, not only do you have to explain Wildstorm comics, but you have to explain that they had a Justice League type of team called Stormwatch, and now this is what happened after. <laughs> this is basically saying, hey, here's DC. The big thing was the Justice League. But we're going straight into the Injustice League or, you know, the Bizarre World. So, like, like, this is a – I'm not going to lie, James Gunn. I would not ex- – I did not expect this. 
<laughs> Even in my attempts to do a DC universe, I never got to Wildstorm. So, like, good on you, I guess. But okay, <laughs> kind of worried. I, I, I do wonder who who is the one that put this idea out there in that writer's room to map out this universe. Was it him or was it somebody else? <laughs> I I like to think they just they just had a big wall of like here's our solo heroes, here's our teams, and they're like, okay, what about our imprints? Like, okay, here's that, here's that, and they're like, the boys popular, the authority. <laughs> Yeah, it, it does make you wonder, but that's going to be the second film uh, in this universe. And then finally, the last film, Swamp Thing, which uh, was, I got reminded that we had a Swamp Thing show here not too long ago, which I completely forgot about, then watched an episode, and forgot it was a thing. Um, it was but, great, and they they released it, it was actually good, and then they canceled it day one. It's like, why? Why do they do this? Oh, wait, that's right. They canceled day one. Okay, that part I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I never got into Doom Patrol or Titans, because I thought, okay, well, you're, you're canceling this out of the gate, so I'm not going to give Doom Patrol and Titans a shot, and here we are. They're still going. I still haven't seen an episode, because my brain was just like, <laughs> forget about it. They're going to cancel it. And they never <laughs> did. And it, I've heard they're good. They're very good. <laughs> Particularly Doom Patrol. I haven't seen an episode of that, but I've heard there's a lot There's a lot of love for Doom Patrol. Um, oh, that's where the Brain Fraser Renaissance started. Yeah, who would have thought it would have started with Doom Patrol? <laughs> Wouldn't have thought in a million years. I do um, need to watch it because Doom Patrol is so good in the comics. And, and from what I've seen, it it looks just spot on. <laughs> um, but next up, Swamp Thing. Um, going to dive a little bit deeper into horror than any other project we have on here. Uh, char the character is still playing to interact with the other heroes of the universe. Um, since, you know, it, I have it in my notes, the mashup quality proved to work well for the MCU. And some more recent news, you know, when Gunn and Saffron were tabbed to work on this new universe, um, one of the first names you saw brought up was James Mangold. And you're like, okay, well, who's that? Well, everybody, uh, the guy that directed Logan, remember Logan? Yeah, mm -hmm. he directed that. Remember remember Ford v. Ferrari in 2019 and how awesome that was? Yeah, directed by him. We're not going to talk about the Wolverine film. Um, that, that's beside the point. But, Wolverine um, is underrated. I'm not here for the slander of that movie. It is a good <laughs> movie. You're all just you're all you're all just you're all just imbeciles. <laughs> I get it. It was between it was between uh, First Class and uh, Days of Futures Past. Like anything's going to lose in between there. But it's fine, all right? It, it, you're making it sound like it's Dark Phoenix, all right? <laughs> well, oh, not no. stand for this, slander. <laughs> oh, no. The Wolverine is Citizen Kane compared to Dark Phoenix. Oh, a lot of things are. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, but James Mangold is potentially attached to have some involvement with this, whether it's directing it or writing it or producing it or whatever. So that's already a win. I think in my book that you're going to have somebody of his talent already attached to work on Swamp Thing. It really ups the hype meter, I think, if you're talking about this one. Uh, probably another one I wouldn't expect to be a film, but here we are, and you got a really awesome director attached to it. Well done. And the, the great thing is they, they immediately said, like, hey, 
were were inspired by the more stuff which is if you ever want to be just completely depressed and hate your own species <laughs> swamp thing <laughs> from alan moore <laughs> is just fantastic and and of course the great thing is because you, you got a thing set up now if they're going crazy this is the perfect setup for jl dark down the line or now that we know we're bringing the dc imprints into the world this is how you get vertigo comics into the fold and that's when stuff can really get stupid out of hand because <laughs> ryan do you, do you want to know one of my favorite things from uh uh vertigo comics oh no let's hear it <laughs> it was called a so it was called fables and uh there's a storyline where uh <laughs> The you know the story of Goldilocks and three bears. Yeah. So in that universe, uh, Papa Bear and Mama Bear are uh, manipulated by Goldilocks, and then they get I, I, they they have like a revolt happen, and they get sentenced to hard labor. <laughs> what? It's it's great. It's it is ridiculous. I love Vertigo so much. There's a <laughs> there's a character called Mervin Pumpkinhead. <laughs> He's basically he, he has a pumpkin head, but he's a janitor construction worker. It just nothing makes sense, and he's a mortal. Oh, I love it! It's it's <laughs> ridiculous. They they need to make this happen. But anyway, imagine imagine being immortal with that head. Oh, I oh, love man. it. Vertigo's <laughs> such ridiculous stuff. I'm almost <laughs> amazed they didn't. I'm almost amazed with James Gunn. That wasn't that that's not even planned so far. Like I thought, if he's gonna go with the imprints, like oh yeah, Vertigo's gonna happen immediately. No, <laughs> we're forgetting the authority. <laughs> yeah. but anyway Swamp Thing is just such a good character he's had so many good storylines he doesn't get appreciated enough that TV series should have been so much more and, and if you're already saying the Alan Moore stuff is your uh, inspiration my god we're gonna and you have Mangold we might have a slam dunk here yeah that I think you know you look at it before the Mangold potentially being announced an announcement um and you're like okay well here's swamp thing okay this is somewhat interesting and now you get uh mangold potentially attached to it and it's like oh wow wow imagine saying james mangold might actually direct uh swamp thing probably wouldn't be on the list of things here that you would expect him to direct um by a mile and uh here we are and he's potentially going to do it, you know. And also, one thing you brought up, Justice League Dark, immediately brought this up too. I don't know if it would be Elseworlds or something, but I re remember isn't Constantine a part of Justice League Dark? Oh yeah, and he he's DC proper. Well, like I wonder. He supposedly it's been a while now, but I rem seem to remember there being an announcement for a Constantine two with Keanu. Oh, so I'd say Constantine one was pretty bad. Well, uh, okay. Well, I haven't seen it, so I, I still can't judge it. All it's that. pretty bad, Ryan. Trust me. It it was before the key. It was before the Keanu Renaissance. So, well, who knows? Actually, maybe maybe he can revive it. <laughs> hey, we'll see. Keanu's popular. Yeah, who doesn't love Keanu Reeves? Um, but I had to, I wanted to look back and see if it was on my, uh, <laughs> if it was on the Rotten Tomatoes list of the comic book movie draft, among being the worst, it probably was. Um, but 
that's it's a thought but swamp thing uh that's going to be a film that's happening i imagine that's going to be the thing that's going to close the movie side of things uh let's get into the shows and let's start off with the one he started off his announcement with which a really weird one to start off your announcement with but it's creature commandos um <laughs> this was again this is one thing that's right up guns alley <laughs> When I read that, I was like, that is so James Gunn. I'm so happy this is going to happen because Creature Commandos is the stupidest thing ever. And it always it always delivers. <laughs> <laughs> You're always thinking like Frankenstein, Wolfman, all these other all these other yahoos. And like most of the time it's set during World War II. I imagine they might have some, you know, references to it, but it'll probably modern day in some capacity. Oh, it's. Let me just tell you, Ryan, G.I. Zombie, a zombie soldier, Callus, a, a mummy medic, Lady Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Man Bat, too, sometimes. And uh, what really excites me, Sergeant Rock, because dang it, I want Easy Company. I want the Black Hawk Squadron somehow to exist. And if this is what, this is, if this is what has to happen, <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> Give so me Dr. I Phosphorus. I think, yeah, okay, well, so you're in luck. So in this article, um, and reading about Creature Commandos, it does sound like it's going to take a different approach. It's going to be a little bit more, it's going to be in the current day. Dr. Phosphorus is on that, is on that team. Um, there we get, go. <laughs> you get Eric Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, GI Robot, and you get Rick Flagg's father uh, joining up the team. And also... Peter, we're going to have Weasel from the Suicide Squad joining this team. Um, yes. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> Again, you know, anything for James Gunn to give his brother Sean Gunn a job. <laughs> Which, I mean, listen, wouldn't we do the same? It's like, sure, I'll, fine, I'll mocap as a Weasel. It's fine. This, I'm getting paid for it. This is Weasel. He's killed 30 kids. We think he's fine. We think. <laughs> Greatest line ever in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't beat that. Um, but so that's going to be some of the people that were animals that are going to be on the team. Um, but it does sound like it's going to be a more modern take on what you have here with that group. And it is going to be animated. But here's the thing that was also really oh, interesting I about this announcement. Um, it's well first off it's already in production every episode is written by gun um you're gonna have some major characters that are teased to appear um that will also appear in live action later down the line in the dcu and will be portrayed by the same actors that are voicing them in the animated show so i thought that was a really interesting part of it is that yeah, you're gonna have the, that you're gonna have the people that voice these characters gonna portray them in live action now necessarily that's not always a one-to-one -one, but I think in this case, I think it could work. Uh, so, I mean, we've already seen Weasel. I mean, he doesn't even have any lines, so nothing to worry about there. But really, really kind of curious that they're doing that. And it's going to be Creature Commandos. But uh, it's going to be before summer 2025. So, uh, Peter, another thing to get you hyped up uh, before he turned 30. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's Creature Commandos. I still can't believe this is a thing. 
he he truly did a deep scrape of the DC, everything DC. Because if you were to ask me, like, hey, Peter, book phase one of a new DC, I was like, okay, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, let's get the lanterns in there somehow. Let's maybe have a Flash movie. You know, like, the obvious, the, the big seven or eight. And here's James Gunn, like, okay, Batman, Superman, good start. Okay, Authority. What? Swamp Thing? Great, but okay, Super, Supergirl. James, <laughs> put down the Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got this. And, and, uh, he, 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 he essentially gave middle school DC fan Peter Rain. It's like, because that's when I was super pretentious, like, let, let, you know, it's too, the mainstream cares. Let's get rid of it. Let's get, let's get Wild Storm. Let's get Vertigo. Give me a Mervyn Pumpkinhead movie. Book him. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> and it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. And so, uh, there's Creature Commandos. Um, next up, and the rest of these shows will be a live action here on the list. So that, that's the only animated thing on here. Um, next up, we have Waller, which... Again, going back to the Superman film, I don't know if that's going to be the first project. It may be the first. It's the first film. I think Waller may be the first project that they're doing. Uh, set during Peacemaker season one and two, you got Viola Davis, who's getting the bag, and it's just you, Peter. You know the whole um, thing where if you get a Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, a Tony, she just accomplished that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, here, I know. here she is. Yeah, so perfect timing. And now here she's back as Amanda Waller. Uh, probably not the character you would think if you're looking at the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker universe. The first character you're eyeing towards is doing a series. So it's really curious as to why they want her, want her to be one of the shows to kind of lead off this new phase. Um, she, it, so both Creature Commandos and Waller are expected to debut for Superman Legacy, so there's that. This show is, you know, going back to Doom Patrol, is actually going to be executive produced by the creator of it, Jeremy Carver. Um, so that's a plus. And also you got Crystal Henry, um, who worked on Watchmen, who's going to be doing the writing for the show. Hmm. And so I wonder if that's, the, it's probably the Watchmen show here, the more recent show instead of you know the Snyder movie but having those two on that's gonna be big it and you got Vi Viola coming back and you, you gotta assume you're gonna have some cameos in there not only from the peacemaker side of team side of things but other heroes as well but uh again not somebody would have thought from the peacemaker um suicide squad side of things that you would do a show on well in the comics like she is kind of basically the Nick Fury, but if Nick Fury was just a total piece of, you know, a what? <laughs> <laughs> like, realistically, this is going to be the Task Force X show, where Suicide Squad is part of that, but, like, you know, th this is almost kind of like the authority built into the DC universe, where it, it essentially is uh, just like, hey, we're, we're going to save the world, but we're going to do it however we can type of way. I think with especially Viola Davis because that was perfect casting when they got her to be uh, Amanda Waller. I'm, it's going to be interesting for for those of you listening. We 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 
we record, we get timed out because Zoom's a, a bunch of fascists now. So, <laughs> but anyway, yes, Peacemaker Two is that still going to happen? You, you have to imagine it will because that was James Gunn's baby and clearly a smash hit. But I mean, it, and also just like, what is the continuity of Suicide Squad now? Because the 2021 film was essentially. Yes, it's the 2016 one, as you kind of remember, but you shouldn't because it's kind of new. And then Peacemaker's <laughs> like, oh, the Justice League comes, but, you know, we only showed Aquaman and uh, cult leader extraordinaire uh, Barry Allen. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Nothing well... has been proven in a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty and all that jazz. See, I can't be sued now. (laughs) (laughs) The magic word, allegedly. Oh, man. But anyway, yes, continuity is going to be very fun. Because Peacemaker said, hey, not only does Batmite Batmite exist, but everybody knows about Batmite, clearly. So (laughs) are are we truly going to get Batmite brave in the bowl? Who knows? I hope so, because that's going to be ridiculous. (laughs) But yeah, this is basically going to be Suicide Squad the show, 100%. I think that's probably hit the hit the nail on the head or whatever the saying is. But uh, I, I think that's probably exactly what they're going to try to go for. Um, but it, and going back to that, you got a guy that's doing Doom that did Doom Patrol, and we just sung its phrases here not too long ago. And you got somebody who helped write. I haven't on seen the, it. Yeah, <laughs> he had somebody to help write on the Watchmen show, which which was really good, and uh, so it, it's setting up very nicely. Um, so there's Waller. Um, next up, Paradise Lost, uh, sort of a Wonder Woman prequel. Don't know if it's before the movies that we have had or not. It's still undetermined. Who knows anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's is Gavin be... Dobin fired? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is said to be a Game of Thrones inspired fantasy series. Which I mean, listen, anytime you throw around Game of Thrones inspired, that's kind of like, uh, well, that's going to be tough to do. Um, it's going to be set up on Themyscira long before the birth of Wonder Woman. Uh, the show will tell the origin of, of the Amazon's all female culture and society. So, yeah, I don't know how this is going to fit in, um, whether Gal Gadot is still canon in the DCU or not. Um, but, yeah, the Game of Thrones-inspired fantasy stuff, listen, anytime you throw those words around after the show has ended, particularly the first maybe six or seven seasons, maybe not the last season, um, anytime you're throwing <laughs> that around, it, it's going to be a high bar. And usually it's not met. Um, so we'll have to see. But yeah, Paradise Lost. Um, it's Wonder Woman. It's in the world of Wonder Woman, but no Wonder Woman. So, I mean, we kind of got the Trinity, Peter. Sort of, kind of, not really. Eventually. <laughs> they're setting it up. Which I, I will say, there's a lot of good stuff you can do with the Amazons. And I would imagine if you're going that far back because wonder woman's old af she doesn't look it <laughs> but hey 
even Starburst, she was 5,000 years old. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this could be around the time where they were betrayed by Hercules, you know, the issues with Zeus, you know, basically a lot of God stuff, which I think would be very cool. Because there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with the Greek gods in the Amazon. So, I'm down for that. You can, you know, again, with how how the Amazons are immortal, unless you're past New 52, you can bring back a lot of the side Amazon characters who appeared in Wonder Woman that never get their uh, their just due, and there's a lot of fun ones. Again, I, I think this is very straightforward, fun fighting. Maybe oh, I'm trying to trying to think of a good word here because it can kind of be like if you had a show based on Ragnarok, like how that goes. Hmm. That's kind of my idea. But yes, it, it definitely fits the uh, fits the mold for an interesting show idea, especially if you go on the Game of Thrones side, which, I mean, the Amazons can get violent, so <laughs> don't mind that aspect at all. So yeah, and it probably sets up Wonder Woman, you know, maybe being made from clay this time. Who knows? There, there's... There's nothing they can do here. I, it's it's a very broad concept to be like, hey, what are you gonna do with a show at the Amazon? It's like, I don't know, fight Hercules, be mad at Zeus. <laughs> there, there again, <laughs> pretty easy. So there's that. Um, the next... Oh, it'll be such a good troll for the MCU too, because they're gonna try to make Hercules a. Because the, the MCU is gonna try to make Hercules a hero, and you can just oh. have DC show that he's kind of a POS in the actual <laughs> Greek canon. Oh, that's gonna make him so look so bad. Especially if they start throwing the R word around. <laughs> oh man. What well, is this, Kevin Feige? You have a rapist as a hero? <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Uh, well, there, there there goes Isn't our it? checks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I lost my check years ago. <laughs> oh, well, now I'm joining you, so uh, it's fun to be in the same boat with you. <laughs> James Gunn, pay us, please. Um, you you never did you never did anything wrong with what you did with getting rid of Henry and and The Rock and uh, the, the, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like The Rock had it coming from how he was kind of like trying to become the DC head, and there was like, <laughs> you you made Black Adam, dude. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> your energy your energy drink sucks, by the way. It's not good. Oh crap. Well, there's also for a... workout performance, completely uh, underdosed. So yeah. <laughs> well, there's any chance we had of getting uh the the rock paying us gone. So uh, that that's a missed opportunity. Um, the next one up, uh, for the shows is Booster Gold, which, um, after uh, I told you that you know Gunn is looking at maybe the Justice League Unlimited as kind of like an idea of where they want to go. Um, I saw the uh, one of the episodes that Booster Gold is in, and kind of got a little bit of an understanding of uh, this character. Of th this guy's a loser from the future. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and oh, he's a loser, but in our timeline, he's just a huge a hole. I love it. <laughs> I think you can have a whole lot of fun with this type of character, where he's from the future, just a loser, just sucks in the modern world. Nothing's changed. Um. And is a guy that is really has imposter syndrome as a superhero. So th this should be a really fun comedic 
show to to have some fun with the characters that it, in all pretenses sucks <laughs> so that's going to be the next series that uh we're going to be getting and peter i'm curious i i've heard that there may be some other connections with other heroes i think blue beetle was one of them is there connections there oh yeah uh they were uh they're part of the super buddies <laughs> okay well there it is see i had heard about it from somewhere i can't remember where but i had heard about it so you know it makes sense you got blue beetle oh they're boys even outside that like yeah they're they're kind of a uh, go-to. We, we have a Blue Beetle movie coming, which it sounds yep. like if it lands, they could integrate it. If not, they're going to be like, hey, it's going to get Batgirled. <laughs> well, at least this one's actually being released and in theaters. True. So. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now. I mean, anything can change, but for now. Um, but that is a booster gold, and then the next one, probably the show I'm most hyped about and most curious by, is the Lantern Show. And in the way they described it, is kind of in the vein of it to be true detective like. And from what I've heard, if it's true detective season one, great. If not, oh crap. Um, but. <laughs> Saying it's kind of aimed to be a huge HBO quality event, you know, maybe something that could be a primetime HBO slot, you know, kind of like how Game of Thrones had in the stranglehold on that for years. And then you have other series. Now you got Last of Us taking hold of that. Maybe it can be a series that does that. Uh, another comparison I've heard tossed around um, is Lethal Weapon, um, which never seen it before just to get that out of the way but well i take that back i've seen parts of it um but i but understand the concept of it and so that kind of leads into what we're getting with this show is that we are going to be having hal jordan and john stewart two of the more well-known lanterns i think you can say that are going to investigate a mystery that will tie into the larger dc story that we're seeing in the film so that should be first off the mystery should be interesting to see what it is um but you're getting the how jordan john stewart combo which uh peter we've talked about lanterns before how excited are you for, that we're finally going to get to see these two hash it out and have some fun oh i mean that is the perfect combination because you if you ever had to force me to pick one it would come down to how jordan the og and john stewart the kind of no nonsense cool very suave green lantern who of course was you know the green lantern i grew up with in the animated show so i've always been biased that way <laughs> but to come into the middle ground and be like okay they both exist and to have it be a buddy cop which you already know how jordan's going to be the comedic role and i guess for lack of a better term uh john stewart will be the kind of straight man he'll be annoyed the whole time <laughs> like that is it it was real to me it's the only way you can do it justice and you know you bring in you know your kyle rayners in every now and then your kilowogs uh who else uh yeah for, again it's a very deep roster of green lanterns you can play with you can uh if you want oh, the, the sentient planet uh mogo the sentient planet who's a green lantern <laughs> You can have him doing that as well. <laughs> and I think 
mystery wise, it's very obvious to at least to me, you got to be building up to dark side because that's your big. You've already made it clear that's what you want to do in uh, the Snyderverse. So the people already know that's your big bad for your universe. It's the most obvious villain to investigate and maybe even, you know, kind of introduce to people because <laughs> Darkseid exists in all the multiverses at once. So that's a that's fun thing nice. to like kind of explain right out of the gate. Like maybe they defeat him and they're like, oh, we beat Darkseid. No, you didn't. Darkseid <laughs> is for a reason. <laughs> he, he is everywhere. and <laughs> He's a nightmare. So yeah, I I think a lot of good there. It just the, the choice immediately. It's how Jordan and John Stewart, and you throw in the others that we love along the way. Yeah, I mean, sol solid choice. And we've been waiting for this one forever. I mean, forever because they, they announced this back in like 2015 as a movie for 2020, mm -hmm. and it went nowhere. Yeah, and then you had so, the Greg Berlanti show. The fact show. that we're getting here. Oh, so I, I think the fun part about oh, that's this. Right. Is, is uh, you know, is the casting theories about who's going to be Hal, who's going to be John Stewart. There's already been some really good ones. Like I've seen Glenn Powell thrown out for Hal Jordan. Uh, I've seen guys like Daniel Kaluuya, uh, John David Washington thrown out for John Stewart. So I, I think it's going to be a That's lot of fun. fun. It's going to be a lot of fun theorizing. If you get even one of those guys attached to this project, it's going to be all right. Lights out. And then you add whoever you haven't cast yet. It, it's going to be even more lights out. And uh, if it's in the vein of true detective, that lethal cop type of style, cool. Um, I do think, you know, the eight, there might be a little bit of an age difference, you know, depending on like, do you want to make how a little bit older that that might uh, you know, make your choices a little bit more limited, but very, that's going to be a very fun part of this is all right who can we cast as how who can we cast as john and who do we think could have the most chemistry and just being like buddy cops in this type of larger universe i know for how this will never happen because there's a certain somebody at another studio who would not let it happen and the guy i'm thinking of might not want to do it anymore because he was so burnt the first time but I stand by the perfect Hal Jordan, or the perfect Hal Jordan is Ryan Reynolds. It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> because oh, if, if you canceled, if you got rid of Henry Cavill, you've obviously said second chances aren't allowed here. But if there's ever, if there is a potential for James Gunn to be like, hey, Kev, uh, here are my dates. I know these are your dates for Deadpool and such. Can we play with Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> <laughs> I say do it. You know, when he's not playing Honestly, with Wrexham, his soccer club, I mean, but... <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not, not going to lie. You can even build off the original Green Lantern movie and maybe throw some shade at it every now and then. <laughs> Listen, Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds coming back as Green Lantern. I mean... <laughs> I mean, listen, in the world we're in, there's been a lot of weird things that have happened with the comic book movie landscape. It wouldn't be out of the question, but, you know, it depends on how long Ryan, I think, wants to, A, be involved in this stuff and, you know, I guess include Deadpool in that. And, you know, and just, like, how much does he want to be involved in, like, 
this the universes in general when he's got a lot of other stuff going on probably a lot of other projects he wants to do so i mean again it's not out of the question but eh, you know he's probably gonna be doing uh, other stuff but listen you mentioned throwing shade at green lantern in another green lantern movie with him in it i don't know if anything could top that deadpool 2 post credit scene <laughs> where he literally shoots ryan reynolds in the back of the head while he's holding the green lantern script <laughs> we can work around it <laughs> <laughs> oh crap man yeah you can get you can get meta and have that exactly play on james dunn comes in it's like wait ryan before you kill yourself <laughs> think about this <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. But uh, yeah. I I don't know. But overall, I think looking at the list of shows, I think I'm the most excited about um this show, just based off the fact that we haven't gotten a lot of Green Lantern stuff, and you know, there's been stuff that they've wanted to do, but it just hasn't gone off the ground. And so it looks like now we are going to finally have something, unless you know we can't leave this possibility out. This whole thing comes crashing down which it's dc um it's not no surprise if it happens again um but there's a little bit of hope here in getting something lanterns and lanterns i'm not the biggest dc guy in the room Uh, you are of course that's why i have you on here um but the lantern stuff you can do a whole lot of that and you can really expand the whole universe with stuff like this and i don't know i think i heard somewhere that they're gonna be dealing with was it they're gonna be dealing with terrestrial stuff some in the show and i hope it's not for oh yeah oh the green lanterns is basically the nova corpse but you know on a much bigger expanded scale right as as the best uh uh similarity i can provide so i think that is the last show that we had on here that's the last project that was announced and so that that were all the projects that were announced in chapter one gods and monsters which we didn't even talk about that and looking at this list you know makes a lot of sense why it's titled that um so i think there's some other notable stuff they said they you know um they talked a little bit about the Batgirl film, which talked about how it wasn't releasable, which, uh, speaking of unreleasable, that Green Lantern movie, um, uh, let's see, what other unreleasable stuff that we've had that's come up here? Batman and Robin? Do we count that? I, maybe. Uh, Morbius, which was def- a thing that was definitely unreleasable. Um a lot of other stuff that was referenced there, but there's that. Um, then you got the whole um, who's canon, who's not. It sounds like some stuff will stay, some stuff will remain the same. You know, going to the Flash movie, which we thought was going to reset everything, and it does sound like it's definitely going to do that. Uh, the question is, is it and, going to reset its star? Yeah, and, and James Gunn even was like, it's the... It's like James Gunn claims like the greatest one of the greatest superhero films ever. Like, it is is like this like Warner Brothers like just passion project that needs to 
pre-release, like they're forcing to say that. Like, because like you would think of all the stuff. Uh, oh, what's the cult leader's name? Allegedly, <laughs> Ezra Miller. Ezra. <laughs> yeah, you think that movie would have gotten canned immediately? And like they, they're pushing. They have a sequel planned, apparently. <laughs> like, what does Ezra need to do to to get fired? Like, I, I want mean, that gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that's true. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, you know, you look at how much money, yeah, it all comes back to this. You look at how much money this film costs to make. Um, you look at what they've done since the Discovery Warner merger. Had a lot of tax write-offs. They need some money. And if it's going to be a film like this, which... If you're saying, hey, this could be one of the greatest superhero films ever, then it can easily bank you maybe a billion if it's that good. Uh, maybe even a little bit more. So that helps some money problems. But it's just a whole other thing of, you know, money, morality. You know, should we do the right thing or should we hold off on doing the right thing until it makes us a bunch of money? Which I think is probably in the end what they're going to do that. I don't think you can say, hey, um, our star is no longer going to be, you know, the Flash, that we're moving on with somebody different. I don't, I think it's, doesn't make a lot of sense to say that right before you're going to market this film and go on a press release, which, let's be honest, that ought to be interesting and it's going to go by like the Flash. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be tough to market the film that way. It's like, hey, our stars, you know, they're in the movie. I, I don't really know. I think it's a situation where they're waiting till the movie's done to say, yeah, we're moving on. They've made their money. And who knows if they've rewritten a way to, to where they can say, hey, we got a new Flash coming. Maybe so, maybe not. Um, but they have talked about Ezra saying, you know, no, Ezra is committed to recovery and all that good stuff. But I think it's probably heading down that road where it's where Ezra is going to be a part of the flash. But after that, Dunzo, there's that bit. Um, but other than that, I, I think that is everything. You know, I think they probably said a couple other stuff that I don't have on here, but yeah, it was a big day for DC when all this stuff came out and you know, it was a bit, it's a big day for us because we got a DC pod to do. Uh, not normal for us at all. Usually Marvel's the one that writes the checks and seeing how that's done in the course of the show. Uh, it's now going to be James Gunn to DC. That's going to be writing the check. So thanks James. Um, so Peter, I guess before we get out here, you got any closing thoughts on, uh, on this slate and any other DC stuff? I will say it's refreshing to feel to see that we have something that feels like it's going to happen for once. Because going back to uh, the Black Superman film, I remember like that's been in talks for like four or five years now. China just got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like now that they like 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 uh, like James Gunn and Peter Safran or not, at least for once they basically just like okay. Here's the key to the castle. This you're you're or the key to the car, and you're gonna drive it. Like yeah. at least we have that to decide. Like 
it there's, there's a lot to say about if they're the right people for it but at least for once you can say yes dc has a track yeah <laughs> it's gonna be weird and bumpy because you kind of have to figure because it sounds like like Shazam's gonna be in this no matter what. Who knows how Aquaman's gonna get in, the Jason Momoa Aquaman's gonna be played into it. How the Flash is gonna set up? How if Blue Beetle survived? Like, there's a lot of questions here, and now you're basically saying, "Hey, we have stuff that doesn't even matter that's DC to the universe." So, <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of growing pains. But if you land here, here's the thing. Your first film is going to be Superman. And no pressure, but if you <laughs> bomb that, I, I, I think you're back to square one again, even with this plan. <laughs> so no pressure, but all the pressure in the world. <laughs> no pressure. You just got to capitalize on the Superman film. So everybody, that was this pod. This was a whole lot of fun. Peter, awesome talking to you about what's going on with DC and I, even though, again, I'm not the biggest DC guy in the world, I'm more Marvel, I hope this lands, because if it can land, it's all the better for us. Um, especially, again, looking at 2025, Superman, Batman, Kang Dynasty, Fantastic Four, we're going to be fine. Um, if one, Even if two of them are just like, eh, well, hopefully we'll have one or two of them that'll be good. Um, but that was this pod, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you guys are just as excited and hyped up as we are that uh, this slate has been announced and seeing what the future holds for the DCU. Uh, be sure to go check us out wherever you guys get your podcasts, whether it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a like there, subscribe, give us a rating, do the same with the Views channel, which speaking of the views channel we combining with the entertainment channel we got movie trailers coming out for the super bowl and supposedly 11 of them so man oh man that's gonna you know i haven't pointed this out in the group chat but peter i'm thinking about um doing the whole you know prop bets thing for the super bowl again this year and oh have fun you know now that they've basically said well here's the movies that are gonna be shown it was like well that kind of throws a wrench in things now I gotta figure out specifics about what's gonna be shown in those movies. Um, so yeah, go. I'm gonna have a lot of fun trying to figure out what I'm gonna do for some of those films. Um, but that's a uh, one point where these two pods combine. But uh, be sure to go check us out on the Views channel as well as we got the Super Bowl coming up with the Eagles and Chiefs, in which probably safe to say if it goes the Eagles' way, there's gonna be somebody in our group chat that's not gonna be too happy. So uh, let. I think let's hope for a Chiefs win. <laughs> but uh, that's it for this pod, everybody. Thank you all again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you all then.